from sunny Fajardo, Puerto Rico. I am so excited to be uh, sending my broadcast, my podcast out to everybody from Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Um, this is the best. I am feeling out in the field. I am feeling myself with my curly hair. Anybody who knows me, oh, but I thought you hair. No, this is my hair. Viste. Look, this is what it really looks like. Now what it looks like after like straightening lotion and blow drying and dewy and pinches and straightening and the chi and all this good stuff. This is Puerto Rican hair. <laughs> and this is Fajaldo, Puerto Rico. Can you see this? This is actually the view from one of the balconies in uh, the condo that we purchased back in August. We're going to be here almost a year. And um, I got to thinking, I'm like, you know what? Let's do something that really showcases how beautiful it is here. Um, so yeah, we set it up and it's our very, very first ever podcast from PR. So there will be many because we plan on coming here as often as possible. Like I said, I wasn't born here. My parents are from here. My mother's from La Playa de Ponce. My father is from Arundas, Puerto Rico, but I spent every summer here, tons of cousins, dozens of uncles. So we, you know, you, when you grow up like that, that was part of the summer fun was getting out to the island and uh, just, you know, having a whole bunch of getting into good trouble. Good trouble. Like John Lewis used to do. Rest in peace, John Lewis. I, I love that. He's just getting into some good trouble. I always love that saying. Um, but anyway, so I'm excited to be here. Uh, we got here June 30th. Uh, yeah, we got here June 30th. And because we just bought the condo we're still in the process of fixing it up we did all the rentals but now it's like the fun part the decorating and it's a challenge because I'm one of these people I'm a Virgo I want everything to be in balance and I'm definitely into feng shui and all this other stuff so like I want everything to fit and wanting and getting and doing are two different things out here um you tend to wait Oh, major, in a major, major way, like Ikea. Who doesn't think Ikea is going to deliver, do an installation, everything's going to come out perfect? Well, Ikea Escorial in San Juan, you have been a colossal disappointment. And yes, I'm going to say it because it's been almost a year and we're still waiting on six little pieces to finish the installation of our new kitchen. And we've been waiting for a phone call. Well, we got here June 30th. It's July 19th. So there you go. That's how long we've been waiting. And we've been waiting since August. So there's been that part of the frustration of living out here. We understand it's not the states, the mainland. But every time someone says to me, well, you know, it's coming from Spain or it's coming from somewhere. But it has to go to the U.S. first. And then, of course, that means some taxes are going to be applied. And then from the U.S. mainland, it has to come to Puerto Rico, to Puerto Rico. So everything takes forever and that's why things are more expensive here so I think it might be time to really start reconsidering the Jones Act and retool this island to receive its own shipments in a way that does not make it more expensive for the people that are waiting here and make it longer to get your deliveries it's got to change because this is really really frustrating and as someone who's just look we're spoiled we're from the states we're from new york things happen we get things quickly but it's not even asking for too much this is a year <laughs> that's not being unreasonable i think that's being well within my reason to be a little bit annoyed 
so we got here the June uh, June 30th and um, today is also a special day uh, again I, my condolences to the families of um, John Lu John Lewis and um, Vivian but um, it was also an important day for me. I happen to love Joy Reid, and I was excited to watch her show today, knowing that she is going to be the first African-American woman to have a cable, like to host a cable show. Not just any show. Chris Matthews' old show, which, you know, f he had to step aside from, but it was always her dream to just be a guest on the show. So to see a woman now, you know, seeing her dream come to life, it, it, it fills my heart with tremendous joy. And congratulations, and, and uh, only the best to Joy Reid. And speaking of today, today is July 19th. Today, my mom would have been 92. And I don't have all my sound effects here, but that would have been a big, wow, big congratulatory uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, she would have been 92. Now, here's the funny thing. We always said her birthday was June, July 19th. And then, like, you know, in her 60s and 70s, uh, my sister decides to take her to Mexico. She had to get her passport. Come to find out, she was born July 26th. So we have to celebrate both birthdays. But for us, the 19th is always going to be uh, my mom's birthday. So yeah, this condo in Fajardo, Puerto Rico was a bucket list for me. And it is just so beautiful here. I always wanted to own something here. And I did it. I did it. I did it. That's right. Tough little Puerto Rican growing up in Brook Brooklyn and Bedside in the projects, having all these dreams for herself. And this was a major bucket list item. So I'm feeling myself today with my curly hair, <laughs> very curly hair. So this is Fajardo and this is the rainforest. So we are very, very fortunate to have on one side of the condo a view of the rainforest, which I'll tell you about the rainforest. I don't know if anybody saw the stuff that we posted onto social media. But in the second week of our stay here, our, our daughter Kelsey came. And when you have a 27 visiting, 27 year old woman, 26, it's a different kind of experience. Cause we were chilling, getting things done in the house, getting things fixed. And then this girl showed up and it was like, I wanna see this, this, that, that, that. And I wanna get it all done in the five days that I'm here. And so we went along with it. And I gotta tell you something, Alex and I were exhausted. <laughs> we were like, when are you leaving? Because damn, climbing and hiking and, and motorboating and, and mini boating. I am afraid of heights and I am afraid of water. So I did this all for you, Kelsey. All right. But it was, it was so much fun. And that was one of the places that we went to. We went on the right side, the far side over there. Um, and the interesting thing about our visit, for those of you who don't know, we don't really want to share this information because we love knowing it when other people didn't. You have to go on the website now and make a reservation to go to a yunque. You can't just show up. And I think it's actually really good. It's part of their social distancing. But we've also learned that there's been a lot of money putting put into updating it and making it a better um, tourist attraction and improving the infrastructure there. And so... We made the reservation. Alex made the reservation. So we're pulling up, and it's raining, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. I hate, hate the trip up the mountain. I don't like heights. I will do it, but it's not a happy time. So we're going up to the mountain, and it's raining, and we get to the checkpoint, and we see all these cars being turned around. <laughs> and Alex is like, I bet you they don't have reservations. So now it's our turn. He has his reservation. And they turned everybody. And I said to the guy, I said, listen, are we safe here? Aren't there like landslides? He says, no, 
with the waters, you know, it's not that raining that bad. In the end, we ended up having the rainforest practically to ourselves. Now, I don't know if anybody appreciates what is coming out of my mouth right now. We had the rainforest to ourselves. Now, all of you who have known my comedy, know my panda joke. Remember? Oh, my God, they got pandas in Puerto Rico? Because La Entrometia, La Presenta, had to climb up on La Mina Falls, on the rocks. Nobody could take pictures. And we're all standing around. And you know my joke, right? I said, oh, she had a black and white jumpsuit on. I thought it was a panda. All right, there you go. That's the joke. Nobody was in the rainforest. We had it all to ourselves. The sounds. The coqui. Not just everything. It was like just... It was an experience I've never had in my life because every time I've come here, it was always, you know, well, when I was young, it wasn't that bad, but it's gotten to be really, really crowded. And with all these restrictions now with the, um, with the pandemic and also because of Maria, um, La Mina Falls is closed. There's still a lot of areas that are closed, but because there weren't people there, we saw parts of the rainforest I've never seen. It was wonderful. I felt like I wanted to just put on a little leaf and just frolic in the forest <laughs> like one of my ancestors may have done you know hundreds of years ago before the invaders came it was a beautiful thing and all of us had the same experience and for Kelsey it was her first time so you can imagine how she walked away feeling it was really really remarkable it's a wonderful thing and in the midst of all of that I do want to mention uh, before I go on to what else has been happening and what I want to talk about um, I did a great podcast from Puerto Rico with Marina Franklin, Pat Brown, and Mia Jackson, and it was so much fun. So if you get a chance, friends like us, I have always wanted to do Marina's show, and um, it was so much fun. Nothing like throwing it around with smart, funny women, and especially women of color. Sorry, that's my particular slant. Anyway, and the other thing that I have to mention, because I can't Stop looking at the pictures. Is Gina Rion's little baby boy. Chulito. Jaden is gorgeous. He is such a perfect little thing that I'm thinking, did she have a C-section? Because that baby's just too perfect. I know I had to have one to have a, um, a perfect little baby. So congratulations, Gina and Jeremy. Congratulations to your family. You have so much success at your hands, and I am so proud of you. I could not be more proud of you. And the floor of La is lava is the bomb. And I mean, a million views here, a million views there. Go, girl. I'm very proud of you. Anyway, so yeah, Puerto Rico. We've been here since the 30th. And one of the things that we talked about on Marina's show is that in Puerto Rico, mask wearing is not debatable. Maybe people don't wear them if they start drinking. And that's really the only time that we haven't seen people wearing them is, let's say, at a bar where people just start taking them off. There's a couple of places where we've driven past and we've seen people that aren't wearing masks. However, the general consensus is it is the right thing to do, not just for yourself, but for your neighbor. Everybody wears a mask. Men wear masks. Big men wear masks. Women wear masks. The babies wear masks, okay? I wouldn't be surprised if I see a little perrito wearing one real soon. They're not playing out here because they understand that in moments like this, you let science rule. The heat is not killing coronavirus, okay, guys? Wake up. It's not, I mean, we're seeing 70,000 cases a day, and it's July. So do the math 
stupid people that refuse to do it. Yeah, I'm going to say it because to me, I think you're stupid. I don't care what your politics are. Keep the politics out of it. This is not the Democrats trying to own Trump. This is about staying safe, stopping the virus, slowing the curve, and maybe stopping the spike. Which part of this is the way you get it done? If you found out tomorrow that you had some type of terrible illness, are you just going to pray it away? Some people do. And guess what? They usually die. Science is here for a reason. We are here because science has helped us to overcome many bacteria and be able to adjust to the world. That's not, I read something, remember what I told you, honey, about the bats, this whole thing? Well, why are the bats maybe stressed out and, throw, and projecting and shedding these viruses? I read this really, really interesting article about how because of deforestation, we are taking away their natural habitats, we're stressing them, and so these are the outcomes, some of the outcomes. Now, again, I haven't double-checked it, but it is a very reliable source in that article. And I thought, you know, it makes a lot of sense. We're creating a lot of this. So what does that mean? We have to stop it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being in lockdown. I said it in the beginning. I can do recluse very well. I love being home. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't mind it the first couple of weeks. I knit some sweaters. I, you know, I did some writing. It, it's all good. But this limbo, I don't know where we're going, and that's the problem I have. We did it March, April, May, June, July. We're into m month five. When is this ending? Is this going to become month 15 because people don't want to wear masks? I have a real problem with that. Okay? And in, and it, you know, in Puerto Rico, it's spiking because people aren't wearing their masks. That's why it's spiking here. Well, it's not, I don't think it's just, it's not people wearing the masks. It's the people that are coming from... Oh, and yes, thank you for reminding yeah, me about that, darling. Because, well, but there are, there aren't, because we saw people who aren't wearing their masks, but at a bar. At a bar. Right. The other issue here is that because tourists are coming in. So there was a time there when you could actually, like when Kelsey was here, everything was open. Restricted, but it was open. They've now gone into much more restrictive measures. What happened? We're at this wonderful restaurant, La Estación, one of our favorites, if not our favorite. And there's a family of tourists from the States who refuse to put their masks on. Now, the owners of that restaurant are in a situation now where they have to make a decision. Do we enforce it? And then do we lose? There might have been about 15 people in that party. They need that money. They need that revenue. So what did they have to do? They have to sort of sell not their soul, but they have to sort of just kind of separate them. But we are all watching these people just walking around, the kids walking around without masks on. So now we're compelled to put our masks on when they got too close to our table. So please, if you have the honor of visiting this beautiful island, which is not a shithole, if you have the privilege of visiting this beautiful place on earth, do us all a favor and bring your masks and wear them. You don't get to dictate. I understood where this family had to make that decision because nobody wants to turn away uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars. These people need this revenue. But then you're gonna come and make them, you're gonna tell them, um, we know what kind of privilege that is. You walk into someone else's restaurant and tell them what you're going to do. So that was the problem I had with that night. I was pissed. I was like, y'all need to take your asses out because I need to feel safe. But there it is. Um, 
so people are wearing their masks. They are social distancing here. I know that there was an outbreak in Boquerong. Apparently, I think some young kids were doing the drinking and the partying, and there was a spike. And I think that has a lot to do with why we're in this additional uh, lockdown. So we have these additions. Let me see, honey, Boquerong, yeah. So we have all these new restrictions. And again, it's because people are coming in and, you know, just telling other natives how things are going to be done here. We've seen that happen before. Yeah. So now after the 15th, if you're going to come to Puerto Rico, you better pay attention because after the 15th, you have to have a COVID test, proof of having been tested within the last three days, which, of course, is stupid because you can wait eight days, you can wait two weeks to get your results. And this is a part of the reason why I am so furious that there's not a federal approach plan, something that says X and Y. You do it this way, you pay this penalty. You do it this way, you pay that penalty. Everything's up in the air. But what happens if you get to the airport and you didn't have your test? So if you don't have your test, when you get to the airport, when you get to Puerto Rico, you have to have a test here, a molecular. Do they do the molecular? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and they, I, I think they give you the results right away. But the point is, even if they don't and you're waiting, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So be aware of that because uh, they are checking. And it is, I think, a very big fine. So a bar, wait, uh, are bars and beaches open? Are beaches bowling? are closed. Bars, after 7, they're not selling any liquor. Restaurants will be open, but there is a 10 o'clock curfew. So we're right back to where we were when we were racing out of here, <laughs> right? Yeah. March 17th, we couldn't get away fast enough. And it's not because we don't love this island. It's because there's 15 ventilators on the whole island. And are there boats going out into the No boats are going out. The marina's closed. We were able to do a lot of that when Kelsey was here. We had a blast, but I, you know, we were exhausted. But no sooner, like literally the day after she left, she left on whatever day it was. Um, the marina's closed, no boats are going out. So we were actually able to see like dolphins in the water off of, um, from our view because, you know, they stay away from the boats. And as soon as they don't see any boats, nature comes out. And um, so there's no boats going out. So no excursions. Anybody who came here, like we saw some European tourists that so we were like, wah, 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 wah. you're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're not going anywhere because the boats are not going out the beaches i think they said that if you are surfing or as long as you're doing something athletic what they don't want is the laying out the congregation of people and so on so i, I mean i feel like we're working backwards don't you mm -hmm. after all this progress and three months four months of doing this we're right back in the same boat we're supposed to be back um, in September, maybe in October, and definitely in November with his family, the, the rest, uh, well, uh, our, our family, but his other daughter and our grandson. And we can't guarantee that they're even going to be able to, we're going to be able to do that. So it's a little scary. And the thing that I wanted to correct, um, I had said on Marina's podcast that there were no checks delivered from the um, stimulus. People have gotten their stimulus checks here. Not everybody, and it was very late in coming. So it's not like they're not getting that. I made this sort of like blanket statement and I stand corrected because we found out that people are and they're fixing up their houses with it, which is good because some people haven't even gotten their checks from insurance from Maria. So yeah. Hello, Puerto Rico's calling. Can you pay some attention to us? We need help out here. So the, the, can I ask you sure. a question? The restrictions out here compared to the United States, what happens when you walk into like the store, any store here? Oh, they don't play here. You go to a mall, you can't go in until they take your temperature and they give you um, hand sanitizer, and then they wipe down the carriages. 
when you go into like a Marshalls or something like that. So they're not playing here. They're not playing. And I think part of the the the, the crisis is that, like I said, there isn't a federal a, a, a concerted. There's no really federal guidance on this. It's up to the states. It's up to the states. So it's up to the governor. And we all know that there's some problems with corruption and so on here. So, you know, I can't speak on that, but it's suspect. It does make you feel like mm, maybe I don't know. So what else? The last thing I wanted to talk about is the Goya boycott. I've been reading what people are saying. This is a touchy subject because apparently Puerto Ricans are super loyal to Goya. They just are. It's like, I don't want to hear it. You didn't seem to have a problem when they sent the stimulus check, did you? I'm sorry. What does one have to do with the other? I'm really, I wish somebody could really understand explain that argument to me because to me it's nonsensical you are conflating two totally different events getting a stimulus check and having an idiot say that he loves this president and that we should be thankful and that he's done so much no he hasn't okay we all understand you're a wealthy executive you're a wealthy person i know why you're backing him up we get that i understand i've always said it to me the biggest issue is class if you are a wealthy person, I don't roll like you. I don't care if you're Puerto Rican. I don't care if you're Latino. You and I don't have anything in common. I have more in common with a white working class woman, with a white middle class family, if we have the same struggles. If we are all trying to figure out how to save on our taxes, how to get more interest on our savings, I'm going to have more in common with that person because we have the same struggles. So this guy is a rich dude. Of course he's going to come out for Trump. Why is that news to anybody? But it hurts when you're sitting on this island and you're watching how people live. It hurts when you see p these predatory lending credit companies giving people these ridiculous loans so that they could buy maybe a shitty little car or a TV. People are struggling to just own televisions out here. And to have somebody just go out there and say something stupid, like Latin people should be happy, Latinos should be happy and, and, and uh, grateful to Trump, never. It will never happen. And Goya will never get a red cent of my money again. There are other companies. They, don't, they aren't the only companies that make Latino products. And we've, you know, we've done it before. They have, this is not the first time that we've said fuck Goya. Curse. I can curse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be so polite. Fuck Goya. Fuck Goya. You know, fuck you. If you're going to come out here and talk shit like that, you know, it's ridiculous. That's, That's why the shelves are full of Goya. No one's buying, no one's it. buying it. And, and, and some people are. And some people are. But like I said, don't give me this argument about, well, you took the stimulus check. It has nothing to do. What was I supposed to do? Take the check and buy $1,200 worth of Goya products? Is that what you're saying? They're two separate things, and you should not be conflating them. Give me a better reason why I should listen to that argument, because I think it's really stupid. I'm sorry. I've heard it from a couple of people, and I, I see it posted, and I'm like, okay. Oh. A stimulus check, guess what? That, that check didn't come from Goya. That check didn't come from Trump, even though he put his stupid signature on it to show people like, oh, maybe it came out of the fake billions that I have. That's our money. That's taxpayer money, and I am a taxpayer. I've been a taxpayer since I was 17 years old. So, no, I'm not going to feel guilty about taking that check and not buying Goya products. That's a conscientious choice that I'm making as a taxpaying citizen and a consumer. 
Latinos have to realize, and all of us have to really, really come to grips with the power that we have. We are consumers. I got arrested in 1980, leading a protest against a 15 cent increase in the transit f uh, fare. At that time, it was 75 cents. Imagine, <laughs> 1980. It was 75 cents, and they were going to bring it to 90. And I was involved with the Committee Against Racism, the International Committee Against Racism, the Progressive Labor Party. And we led this demonstration and basically said, one whole day, for one day, no one should take the trains. Let's hit the MTA where it hurts in their pocket. Now, of course, that's a big call because people have to go to work. But, if, but that was the goal, that we would organize a citywide strike of the MTA. And if we could do things like that, if we could have events like that, I hate using the word thing. I always tell my, my students and my kids not to use it. It's lazy. If we can have events like that over and over, where we're withholding the money that we have, it may not sound like a lot because that can is only a dollar, two dollars, but if hundreds of thousands of millions of us do it, it will make the bosses take notice. Holy cow, they're not spending their money. And that's what we have to keep doing, organizing boycotts. This is the first of many. And I support the Goya boycott. They won't get a red cent from me. And anybody that I know hopefully is doing the same thing. Um, and that's really all I want to talk about today because, number one, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Um, and so I want to thank everybody for listening today. It is July 19th. Happy birthday, Mommy. It's Sunday. And I miss you terribly, but I feel your energy even more now here. I'm not a religious person. I'm an atheist, for anybody who doesn't know. I am an atheist, but I do believe in residual energy. We are energy, and I felt it. I haven't felt it the way I felt it before, which makes me understand that my mom's energy is dissipating into the universe, but it stays for a while. And so, yeah. Okay. All right now, little... Yeah, I am, honey, I am. That's just a little red car being noisy. So listen, I want to thank everybody, and uh, we'll try to do another podcast. Before we leave, we will be back um, in the mainland next week, and we'll be coming back to Puerto Rico with more from Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. I got one more thing for you. Hang on. Qué linda mi islita, qué linda mi isla. So this, we saw dolphins out there yesterday. Strange with no boats. Yeah, because there's no boats, so they're not afraid. But uh, we've seen manatee, and we've seen, there's a turtle family that lives right there. And then the manatees, after the boats go out about 10 in the morning, that's when all the manatee um, and the turtles come out. And like I said yesterday, and that's our private beach right here that belongs and our pool hasn't been opened yet <laughs> wow look at how many less boats there are babe palominos is the canvas right there the Cactus island way back there is culebra yeckes oh we can't see st thomas yeckes is to the side Hard right to be a
So thank you for enjoying me, Islita, and my little part of Fajaldo.